0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio, and you've joined together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg here on I Work For Him as we, every Tuesday, tackle something related to marriage, relationships, how they relate to our workplace, but just something other than talking about work. Because... If we can't figure out how to have good, positive relationships at home, well, we won't have them good, positive relationships in the workplace. And as we approach New Year's, it's a new year. Most of you are back to work for the first time this year. It's important that we get in a good rhythm. How about today? When you got up today, did you spend your first half hour of the day with the Lord? Understand. The most important time of every day is the time we spend with God. And if we don't spend that first moments of the day with him, and we get up and we start running around, he often gets nothing but our leftovers. Get into a good rhythm this year. Change the pattern for your year. Make it transformational in your life. Do that by being quiet, spending quiet time with the Lord. It is the most amazing thing that I did last year is spend almost every morning an hour with the Lord, not everyone, I blew many times, but spending an hour with the Lord really changed my perspective and helped me find peace. Martha, what about for you? As you spend your quiet times in the morning, this morning you get up really early, like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> how did you feel when you look at how we were way more intentional with our quiet time in 2016? How do you think that impacted who you were?
1: Oh, um, without a doubt, it has had a positive impact, Um Yes, you were alluding to the fact that I got up early, couldn't sleep, and you know, even this morning in the in the dark of the night, I had a choice when I came into my office, what my first thing was that I was going to do. I just couldn't sleep; I was wide awake, and um, I spent that time with the Lord first. And that's because we've been setting a new habit, and it's not a habit for the sake of being a habit. It's a, it's something that we. Want It's something that we now desire because it's one of those things that um, the more you do something, sometimes the more thirsty you are for it.
0: Well, and you can definitely tell the difference in our days, the days that we start off with an hour of quiet time. And we're not just talking an hour of reading or an hour on our knees or an hour in journaling. We're talking an hour of a combined effort. But you could definitely tell the difference in the days that we spend an hour Versus the days that we just jump right into it and go crazy. What were you going to well, say? Well, I disagree? just, and it,
1: it doesn't matter how much time it is. If, if, in no, I was any talking about re- hour. hour. I understand, about? but I think that that can seem very overwhelming and very, um, for some people to go, oh, I couldn't even start because I, you know, can't do that. And it, um, but the, the point is, is that any relationship that's important to you takes time. And to nurture that relationship. And I think that that's one of the things that I was doing my review of finishing experiencing God, the Bible study. Yes, which was what, awesome.
0: Five stars for in, experiencing God.
1: Incredibly encourage people to go through that in a small group setting, in their home, in a in their church. And but the I think the resounding thing that I came away with was that a love relationship with the Lord takes intentionality because it doesn't no relationship just happens
0: well and really that's a fantastic segue because as we look at that time and the time investment in relationships today starts off a new series on together on tuesdays for days we don't have guests we're going to be talking about your time star of marriage by Les and leslie perot parrot, parrot perot. Perot, sorry perot, Is it perot? yeah but they're not related to Ross. Anyway, or maybe they are, we don't know. Anyway, your time starved marriage. Are your marital relationships suffering? Are your relationships suffering because of a lack of time? You listen to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. You know, there's a lot of Monday mornings we're singing that same thing. Take it all, take it all away. I just want to go back to Sunday <laughs> afternoon where I was sitting on the beach reading a book. Oh, for those of you listening in the Northern Tundra, I just want to sit in my backyard in my snowmobile suit in three feet of snow. Drinking hot chocolate. Drinking hot (laughs) chocolate. However it is you find peace, for some reason, Mondays tend to rob us of that peace. And what's even worse than Mondays, Monday Tuesdays, which is what today is. Monday Tuesdays are the toughest day of the year. As an, in, I know in our, when we were in the insurance world, Monday, Tuesdays bummed me out. Yes, and I,
1: I think people can relate to that and the fact that, okay, so think about the fact that none of the well, work...
0: Some people are trying to figure out what's a Monday, Tuesday. I know, so I'm going to You're talk going to about that. it. Okay, good. So
1: none of the work got done on Monday because it was a holiday, but yet in the insurance world, people still had claims and things happened or bills that were due or whatever. So all of that work got... got piled on top of the normal what's going to happen on tuesday
0: yet it's still the first day of the week and you're like oh i only have four days a week this week to get stuff done hey but you can look at i only have four days days a week that's right all right we're talking about time starving time starving (laughs) our marriage and, I mean, how many a of you new listen? Diet,
1: time starving.
0: Well, if it would help me lose weight, I would be thrilled. As long as it doesn't involve giving up Mountain Dew. Mm, okay. Which, by the way, Martha over Christmas time was telling us. Tell me about a friend who's got rheumatoid arthritis who gave up pop. She gave up sugar. She gave up wheat. She gave up all this really good tasting and stuff, and she lost a lot of weight. And she feels better.
1: And you didn't like the moral. Uh, I didn't of that like story. the moral last story. <laughs> I mean, we'll I- see what happens with that information.
0: Twenty five years from now we're on the air and my fingers are sideways. You're like, I guess I should
1: have given up pop. Or soda for those that don't know what he's talking not about. Not from
0: Minnesota, not saying soda.
1: But we still have to translate. Soda is that white
0: stuff you put that has bubbles in it. We still
1: have to translate. We do.
0: For those of you that live in the South. Okay, so I'm laughing Southeast. as we're
1: going into the show. Time today. Because marriage. we're talking about time starve a uh, time starved marriage. And literally you were putting your headset on with it just a few moments to go before the show today.
0: Here's the deal. This is why Jim and Martha Brangenberg are absolute uh experts on this topic. We <laughs> we are absolutely the foreknown authority. Oh dear. on time-starving our marriage. We know how to cram more. All of our friends know this. We know how to cram more into 24 hours than almost any human being on the earth.
1: I don't think that that's supposed to be a good thing.
0: Nope, but that's why, that's we're, why we're doing a, this that's subject. That's why we're doing a sub, this so subject.
1: We're going to be the guinea pigs of learning the contents of this book and how we can apply it in no. our marriage. Is that what you're saying? No. What?
0: No. Why? I'm just learning to practice say no.
1: Oh, okay. So that we can have Don't more time no for our marriage. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to do it on the air, live in front of everybody. Just say
0: no. That's what Nancy Reagan said 30 years ago. Just Please. say no. Yes. And, and really, so time starving our marriage.
1: I love the subtitle. Okay, go ahead. How to stay connected at the speed of life. So one of the things that's kind of a premise to this book is the fact that life isn't going to slow down. It's how to intentionally stay connected While you're living life.
0: Okay. So it's like the scene from vacation with Chevy Chase and they accidentally tied the dog up to the bumper. And eventually the scene comes where Chevy Chase and his family gets pulled over by the police officer and the police officer says, well, he kept up for a long time and he ran and he ran as fast as he could, but eventually he just gave up. And that's the way I picture us sometimes in our marriage. You're coming behind and you're fluttering in the air, just trying to keep up with me. Or I'm doing the same with you. And what happens in marriages is sooner or later, one spouse or the other just gives up because it just is too much. And they start to wear through and eventually they crumble and die. And they take the marriage with them. Mm, Okay. And we're trying to avoid that.
1: Most definitely. Definitely. So dealing with some of the topics um, that this book has to offer, again, Your Time Star of Marriage by doctors Les and Leslie Perot. Which these
0: guys are really good. Amazing. They're really, really good. We've used their material on our marriage retreat cruises, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we got one coming up. February 2018, not too early to get signed up. We only have 20 spots.
1: Yeah, so Do have you have the could... dates on that,
0: February 2018?
1: Oh, yeah, 8th through 12th.
0: February 8th through the 12th. Yes. Oh, so that's I... right, because our daughter will turn a quarter of a century while we're gone.
1: Yes. So, what I was thinking is that make it 13 months away?
0: It is 13 months away. Yeah. 13 months away. So, that's away. not so bad. But we, we've used their material on marriage retreat cruises. Mm-hmm. It's extremely good material. They're very good at what they do. They're out of Seattle Pacific University, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did yep. you say that already? No. I okay. Did not. I just remembered that off the top Way of my head. To go. All right. So, this time starving, what does it really mean? When we come back, we're going to really dig into this because not only do our marriage relationships suffer from time starving, and remaining connected at the speed of life, but our relationship with our children get starved because of the speed of life. Our relationship with people at work, they get starved because of running at the speed of life. Our relationship with people in our small groups, our church, our neighborhood, all of those relationships get beat up because we try to cram more than two or three people should ever be able to cram into one person's life. We try to cram all that into one 24-hour schedule. Today is the day That stops. The buck stops here. It's over right now. No more time starving your marriage. You're listening to I Work Rim together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we tackle the starving in our relationships of time or the fact that our relationships are starving because of the lack of time or the fact that our relationships are starving because we try to cram too much in to our time.
1: Yes. Did you know that we all have the same 24 hours to work with?
0: No. I can be way more efficient with my 24 hours than most people. The only person I think that rivals me for 24-hour time spending is your sister, Diana. She can cram more into 24 hours than anybody else I know. She doesn't sleep. Well, that's why she gets more out of her time. (laughs) But when I look at what you and I do, and the reason, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're going to do this, this will be a discussion that will take us, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 20 Tuesday weeks because we always have guests that come on regarding marriage and relationships that join us on Tuesdays as well. But we wanted to choose this series because this is something that Martha and I tend to struggle with.
1: So we figure if we struggle with it, other people probably struggle with it as well.
0: And we could just be transparent and share from our struggle and you guys can hold us accountable. In fact, We should probably even open it up to phone calls sometimes. Sure. We don't do that a lot. But you're going
1: to be nice to me, right? Even when we're being transparent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You mean like that stumper question I asked you last week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, no. I'm, i mean, No. I,
1: no. <laughs> no. He's not going to be nice to me. Okay. Blow the microphone gonna, up. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> All right. So no, change no, the subject. That's not that I'm not going to be nice. It's I'm not going to. Okay. Hey, why don't you introduce this? Okay. So I mean, because this was something you came up with, and and you're. I, I Okay.
1: Okay. So I ran across this book, and it is not a new book. It is probably a decade old, but we probably deal more with time-starved marriages today than we even did a decade ago. And Les and Leslie Perot realized that they were struggling with um, time in their own marriage and started to look for resources to learn from. And what they discovered is, guess what? Nobody has written a book about how to handle time in your marriage. We ha- I love this quote that they talk about in the book. They say that we spend so much time working on how planning our finances, but those are renewable. But we don't plan our time, which we can never get back.
0: It's irreplaceable.
1: Irreplaceable. And I just, I, how profound is that? And so we can never get back. In lest- fact, that
0: minute it just take, took you to explain that, that's gone.
1: But at least I said something good in that. You minute. did say something good. <laughs> so, said, what, you so, said, so,
0: what you're saying is, we spend more time thinking about our money, which is renewable, than we do about our time, which is irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, and that's what really hit me last year. You think of all the highlights for us last year, of course, our 30th wedding anniversary, both of us turning 50. And I think, holy smokes, this, I, and, I, and I shared this uh, on a little bit of yesterday's show, but uh, you know, that at, 11 o'clock at night, on the last day I was 49, mm-hmm. I was like, what happened to the time? Mm-hmm. 50 years. It's crazy. Did, was, I, was I a good steward of those 50 years? And our 30 years of marriage, I mean, we've had some phenomenal years of marriage, and I think our marriage is way above average, but is it as good as it could be? Probably not because of we cram too much in our schedule. Mm-hmm. We don't say no enough, although we do say no a lot. But we do a lot of stuff, but we spend a lot of time together. But I think we probably watch too much TV. It all? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we watch too much TV. I don't, you know. Maybe.
1: You, well, yeah, Netflix all... is
0: a naughty thing.
1: Oh, well, you know what? They're all good questions, though. And the whole basis of going through this book is to, if we can learn one thing, how to maybe handle it better in our marriage, um, then we are doing better than we was were before we started. And so that's the whole idea is to, to, to take what Doctor's Les and Leslie Pro, put in this book, Your Time-Starved Marriage, and be able to apply some of it to our marriage, to our listeners' marriages, to their relationships, and ultimately in the workplace. Because if we can understand what they talk about is what is your time personality or... How do you, I don't your view of time. And so what they do is they, they ultimate. Time
0: style assessment is what we took. Time time style. style.
1: So we all have different time styles and how you view time really affects other people. Because if you have a friend who is so laid back that they could show up two hours late for Thanksgiving dinner and it doesn't bother them, that's a whole different view of time. That's just rude. But it's not for them, unless you're from no.
0: Hawaii, where that's just normal. No,
1: here's the deal: or you're
0: from the any of the islands. Islands, maybe the islands. We two live on an late, island, man.
1: but that doesn't make us two that hours way. late. But it's it's much like the love languages, where God, some of it is built in us to respond a certain way to time. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about.
0: I, I think the confession part is probably valuable. at this oh, we're gonna point. We're
1: going to go right to
0: that. Well, I, I just think that you know one of the things we really struggle with is. We see a calendar and if it's got open spaces, we like to put stuff in it. I mean, Outlook <laughs> is the nemesis. Now, some of you millennials listening today, thank you again for listening. You're using your Google calendar. Okay, fine. We just haven't it's the same moved thing.
1: there. Yes. That's good. No, we
0: haven't moved there yet, but we know that that's the world's gonna, you know, you know, when Google buys out Microsoft. The Google, the Google buys out Microsoft when Bill Gates decides to retire. Um, okay, so I think just the confession part is that as human beings, a lot of people say, well, I just don't have time for that. Yet they we always make time for the things that are important to us. Right. So our calendars really reflect the relationships that are important to us. Mm -hmm. So if we're not scheduling any time for relationship time with our spouses, our kids, our neighbors, I mean, then... And but we're we spend we've we schedule time for football games and NASCAR races and fishing trips with the buddies. I mean, you know, whatever it may be. Our calendars really reflect our uh, which relationships are a priority.
1: it does. So the authors ultimately, their goal in writing this book is to help us figure out what life would look like if we were managing our time rather than time managing us because we really let. Time manage us. It kind of goes back to that. What do you whole, mean? Well, it goes back to the. It's almost the tyranny of the urgent. Say, so, you know, that whole same concept of what is immediate versus important, and what is urgent versus right. what urgent really versus matters. Right? Yeah. yeah, and and we often, oh, it's easier to take care of these ten little things than the one big thing that might be really important so then we spend our time on things that aren't really so important and then we've neglected the the one thing that um mattered most
0: which for instance like what have been um the kids were in town for christmas
1: yes and we could have
0: continued working on our construction project when the kids were here but the kids time was super important and we only get a certain number of hours a year with the kids maybe days yeah and we had to make it Oh, and by the way, in case my son happens to listen to this episode down the way, I'll let you win a ping pong next year. I promise.
1: <laughs> but, you will?
0: No, probably, oh. not. <laughs> probably not. My father never let me win in anything. I'm not going to let my son win in anything. That's part of the deal. And my little grandson, Noah, and my grandson, Jonathan, nope, not going to let them win either. Okay. That's just part of the deal. Anyway. But we, we understand that that time is limited with our kids anymore because they're all grown and gone. So we have to make them a priority. We don't waste time watching TV. So you chose to
1: put your construction project on hold. Which
0: drove me crazy for an entire 10 days. It
1: did. But it filled your soul because you were spending time where you really wanted to be spending it. And that was with the kids.
0: Except for the two-hour part where I had my son involved in the construction project and he's still getting counseling for that part. Because you needed him. <laughs> yes, I did. He,
1: he could do something that I couldn't do and I'm very thankful for it.
0: <laughs> we Thank you, Joshua. We probably used a forklift, <laughs> but we used Joshua instead. Okay, <laughs> but what are some of the skills? I mean, this is a struggle we all have. I mean, everybody listening is going, yeah, but uh, uh, there's so much stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 like we do in in our workplaces, a lot of times we have to set goals, we have to set priorities, we have to, it's almost like we need to take the calendar and look at, okay, where do we spend our time? Right. And where were our time wasters? Just like when we work with a married couple, mm-hmm. we work with them on their budgets. Right. And what do we do there?
1: We have them write down everything they spend.
0: You mean mostly everything? No, everything. Why? What are we looking for?
1: We're looking for holes. We're looking for places that they're spending money that they didn't realize they were spending it and how it's affecting their budget.
0: A black hole of expenditure. Mm -hmm. And often people find, that they're like, well, I don't know why we don't have any money. Well, often we find, not often on this part, sometimes we find they're not tithing and nobody will ever get out of debt unless they start to tithe because that's just part of the deal. Um, But we often find that they're spending exorbitant amounts on uh, eating out. Yes.
1: I remember one time very early on, it's kind of off task, but to this point, uh, we had a couple that was really struggling financially. And within a month, they figured out they were spending hundreds of dollars a month at Starbucks. And they were shocked because they did not expect to see it that way. So the same thing can happen with our time. We lose valuable time to things that don't matter and we don't even realize it. Okay. So that's so what we're gonna discover. It's three
0: thirty in the afternoon on the live show and on mm-hmm. the replay show it's almost five thirty in the morning. Okay. But the, the replay show that's playing on Red Nation Rising and then we got people listening on iTunes or well, wherever it is right. on this day right now, there's already 15 and a half hours gone. How do we spend the time? Okay, well on a work day pretty easy. Slept till six or up at six devotion time till seven or seven fifteen. I've been working since then. Mm-hmm. Oh no I took an hour out for a massage which had 15 minutes of driving to the side, an hour and a half of pleasure today. Well, okay, not really pleasure because I was getting tortured.
1: Beat up, Okay, as we but, say.
0: So we still have another probably six and a half hours of the day left before we get in bed to start reading to get tired. Yep. Okay, so how are we going to spend that time? I, I think you almost have to audit your calendar like you audit your checkbook.
1: Most definitely. And actually, and I should do the research before we do the next show, there's actually an app that we've talked to people about. There's an app for that? There's an app for that that helps you to discover where your time is being stolen. Really? Yes. So you're tracking... You track what you do, and what they were saying is like people would say, oh, I'd go to the gym for an hour, kind of like you did with your massage. Well, really, that's an hour and a half because right. you had to get there. And well, and this really, time of year, it was really about
0: an hour and 40 minutes because yeah, there's so many traffic. wonderful people here in Florida sharing their tax dollars with us.
1: So things like that that you just don't even realize how long it really does take out of your I am day.
0: sure I've given up at least a decade of my life to traffic.
1: Oh, yes. Wow. That would be amazing. I don't think it's a decade. Really? Yeah, twenty percent of your life.
0: How about how about to driving? Ten percent of my life to driving. That probably is true. We've driven almost two. I bet we've driven almost two million miles in our marriage. Okay. Okay. All right. You picked this book because we have serious issues that we need to deal with on the air,
1: (laughs) right here, out there for everybody. Yes, and I was telling you
0: during the break, we got serious issues. Um.
1: With time, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our time-starved marriage, and that what I was reminding you during the break was the. Excuse fact, me, I gotta
0: go. I got something to do.
1: Yeah, right. Um, was the fact that these the authors of this book, Doctors Les and Leslie Perot, they said that they didn't write the book to just help people get more productive because that's really not what the book is about. Because we, we were have talking about productivity. Little, well, we were talking about you know, there's apps to help you figure out your time and stuff like that. But what they realize is that no matter. How crazy busy our lives are, we need to learn to be more connected. If we're constantly saying, well, next year when things calm down, or when the kids get a little bit older, or when the dog is potty trained, or when the this or when the that, and you miss the moments and you don't connect, that's when your marriage starves. And that's when relationships starve for attention because they are you're not connecting in the real life and real life is going to be busy it can be less busy
0: well and picture this in your mind a room full of people and everybody's on their phone are they connected yes but are they connected with each other no and that's well they might be
1: texting each other
0: which is weird which is weird but seriously most people they 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 go in a room full of people that they want to hang out with, but they're talking to somebody else on their cell phone and it just, and it, it impacts connectivity. How often, I mean, and that's so good. We don't need to be more productive. We don't need to know how to fit more into the day. How many of you are struggling to fit less into your day? What do you mean? Ah, see a tricked question. How many of you are struggling to fit less into a day? I, I, we struggle. We're constantly wanting to fit more, not less. We have a hard time just relaxing.
1: Right. So one of our wonderful listeners texted us and said, and asked the question about wasting time. What really is wasting time? And we have a problem. Opinion. An opinion. With, I'm just
0: saying this is opinion. Oh,
1: you? we no. I was going to just say we struggle with sometimes just being still thinking that that's a waste of time. And it's not. There is no waste of time sitting around a campfire. Enjoying each other's company and um, enjoying that wonderful smell of burning wood and marshmallows and
0: but is there a waste of time watching TV?
1: Oh, sure, there can be
0: because a lot of times we're not connected to each other when we watch TV right. Is there a waste of time looking at emails? Well, it Absolutely. On what they are. no question there's a waste of time looking at emails. oh my goodness, emails right, but is there a waste of time looking at Facebook? Sure, Instagram, sure Snapchat yes, okay. You don't have that, though. Etsy? Oh, my gosh. So much wasted time on Etsy.
1: But it No, but it's, yes. Look are the great ideas you can well, get on Pinterest Etsy. Etsy. Pinterest more. Etsy wants to sell you the stuff, but oh. Pinterest is more the great ideas. Okay.
0: So the point of this is that most of us are so busy being productive, <laughs> we are destroying our connectivity. And as a society, that that destruction of our connectivity has impacted our churches, our families, our neighborhoods. I mean, it, it's an impact everywhere.
1: It has. So the there is a website people can go to.
0: To do what? And to learn to be more productive or learn to be more connected?
1: they can do the very next step, which we're going to talk about. And that is taking an assessment that helps you to know what your time style is. Because well, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we understand what to do with that information.
0: Yeah, okay. So we took this test.
1: Wait, wait, wait. First, it's timestarvedmarriage.com. Oh, I didn't tell them where to go yet. Timestarvedmarriage.com.
0: Make sure you squeeze this in today. Timestarvedmarriage.com.
1: <laughs> in your free time.
0: Timestarvedmarriage.com. Actually, it's it a took dot com. What,
1: three minutes. Yeah, it's dot .com. It didn't take very I long.
0: didn't think it asked enough questions to come up with the result.
1: It's amazing how they got it okay, but, honed in.
0: Okay, so Martha and I took this in preparation for today's show. And we're looking at, th- there's four different categories of people okay there is the accommodator the processor the dreamer and the planner Mm -hmm. okay well we really overlapped heavily between processor and planner yes i don't know if i agree we are absolutely planners but i don't the processor thing i don't know explain that to me how are we more processors
1: um, well, you're more of a processor than I am. It's said in the book, so talking about a processor.
0: I just want you to the, explain who I am. That you, you got me all are thinking
1: out. about the, um, you're in the in the present a little bit more than I am. So a planner is always thinking about how's this going to affect next week. And um, not a, in a dreaming sort of way, but in a practical fit-it-in-my-box sort of way. Well, yes, we're scheduling for January
0: and February. I'm thinking, yeah, but you got this little permutation, this little that kind of stuff drives me crazy.
1: That's okay. But the point was that um, it said that the processor just is a little bit more in the day, and the planner is thinking ahead, which is interesting because I don't think of myself as somebody who thinks way ahead, but that's not in dreaming sense, so I don't want to confuse it too much.
0: I'd like to thank Ron from Seminole for calling in and getting the book today. Neil Anderson setting Brandy your marriage list. free, and April from Mulberry won the CD, and her resolution, she's from Mulberry, her resolution is to focus more on her home business and allow God to move in that business. April, as you do, we maybe like to hear a little bit about that maybe during second quarter to see how you're doing in that resolution. Mm -hmm. Make sure you stay in touch. Both of you guys can email us, jim at iWorkForHim.com, jim at iWorkForHim.com. We love to hear from our listeners, and it's simple, jim at iWorkForHim.com. And if you want to talk to Martha, it's just Martha at iWork, the number four, him.com. So I share
1: about the email I got from yesterday's show. So we were talking about, um, you know, I never, I don't always know when to, like, talk in our office, because we look at our desks face each other, and I don't want to interrupt him. Give
0: credit where the credit is due.
1: To one of our listeners.
0: Does he have a first name?
1: Um, Yes, I can't remember it right now. Do you remember it?
0: No, I'll look it up while you're talking.
1: So anyway, oh no, I got it right here. But anyway, the, the point was... That he gave me great advice. He's like, put turn on a little flashlight, and then when Jim sees the flashlight, it was Van, who is a listener and won yesterday's book. He said, turn on a little flashlight, and if if he can stop what he's doing, he'll see the light and be able to talk, and then we can turn it off. and And if he can't talk, I think we can even develop a little. You know, you could turn it off and. I'll know that you can't talk or whatever. But what a great way to not go, hey, Jim, I have a question sometime when you have time. And then I interrupt a great thought. So anyway, we're thankful to our listeners because you might have saved us a lot of heartache. Yep.
0: <laughs> we now have the light. We do bands. have this we have the light right. Little... We have the light right on our desk.
1: Right, It's almost like one those easy buttons, but it's a light bulb. So it doesn't talk. It doesn't, thankfully.
0: If it talks That would
1: not be that would not accomplish the goal. <laughs> no,
0: it would also end up being a hockey puck and it'd be thrown right out the window. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So the four different time styles accommodator, processor, planner, dreamer, we're gonna dig deeper into those in the future. But let's talk about some of the things that our life would look like if we were managing our time instead of it managing us. Because we're running out of time. We gotta get people something we practical are. for the day. Okay. And, and understand that this time starved marriage idea relates the, these relationships that we're starving, keeping us from being connected with each other it, it is so important all of our relationships a lot of times we, we work alongside people we have no idea who these people are yeah because we during our lunch we try to be efficient with our lunch. you mm-hmm. know one of the greatest things I don't know if you remember this back 30 years ago when we were working together at our airport services company Van Way Dusen.
1: back when
0: every lunch, Bob and Chris and I eat lunch together. And then Deb, when she was there, and I don't, sometimes you usually ate at your desk because yeah. you were still in college. Yes, and I, but we was... talked. I mean, we connected. We ate. Chris ate really, really slow. I ate really, really fast. And Bob was kind of in the middle. And sometimes we worked on late night projects. We ordered pizzas, but we over our food time, we really connected. Those are relationships that have lasted thirty years.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's a really great point because you you got some downtime and you were probably more rejuvenated to go back to work than the person like me sitting at my desk eating and balancing payables
0: (laughs) (laughs) or whatever I was doing. And when you look at that, how many small offices have a place for everybody to get together and have uh, a bite to eat together? A lot of times we've eliminated the lunchroom because we didn't have space for it. Yeah. Well, that common eating area allows people to really connect. Hmm. Super powerful. I remember even we got a Mac in our Liberty Mutual office way back when. That was over 30 years ago. No, it was 28 years ago. A
1: Mac is in like an Apple computer? An Apple a Mac. Mac? Yep. Okay.
0: And, well, what else would a Mac be? A you big I mean? Mac. I didn't say it was a big Mac. I know, but now little there's little Macs but and we, big Macs. But we got the golf game, and we played golf at oh, lunch, yeah. and we connected over playing golf. That's funny. Uh, Rick and I. Rick Cornejo. I can remember the guy's name. It was great. <laughs> we played golf every day. It was great. And I was much not as good as he was. All right. So here's some of the things we could do to maximize our moments together being connected. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. You don't? How about being fully present? Oh,
1: yes. Yes. Being fully present. What does that, that is... mean, though?
0: Well... Like, as opposed to, you know, some of you is a holographic, you know...
1: I know th- what it means is that when you're having a conversation, don't be thinking about your grocery list or don't be
0: texting, texting your, or else. Be
1: looking at Facebook, whatever. Be fully present. If if you're going to spend three minutes with pers- with a person, make those three minutes really count as opposed to walking away and go, oh, I'm not really sure what we just talked about.
0: How many of you have ever done that? How many of you have had oh, a conversation with somebody you walked away and you're like, I have no idea what they said because I was thinking about something else? Oh, I'm raising my hand.
1: <laughs> yes. And we're distracted, and that is not good I'm for I'm often distracted by
0: your beauty, though. Oh, that's I-, I can't so sweet. even think straight because you're so beautiful.
1: Okay, well, I'll mar- I'll wear a mask or something.
0: Okay. okay. All right. So, but we're talking about Time Starved Marriage, a book by Les and Leslie Perot. Are you sure it's Perot and not Parrot?
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: We're gonna have to listen to that on the air. I thought I did, but
1: I will. I'm not a question. I mean,
0: if you think it, you're sold out on that. Anyway, but the whole idea is, we don't need to be more productive. We need to be more connected. And and how many of you really feel connected? Now, again, a lot of you say, "Well, I got a lot of friends." Yeah, but you can't really be connected with a lot of people. Do you have a few good friends? A few good men, a few good women make a great movie. I don't know. They never did one on a few good women. (laughs) No, they did Little Women. Little Women was a sequel to A Few Good Men. Was it really? Mm
1: -hmm. I wouldn't know. Are you being funny? Little Women? Are you being funny? Yes, I was being funny. Wow, right out there for everybody. (laughs) Okay, so we can be more fully present. We can invest in each other. What does that
0: mean, though? Again, I... Let me just make it personal. When I invest in you, what does that look like?
1: Um... Not pulling out your wallet, which is what some people would say, but I think investing, giving of your time and giving of your energy and, um, take uh, investing is where you make a sacrifice. I think. So is that serving each other? It could be going out of your way to
0: do something for somebody else instead of thinking of yourself. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, Those are all ways that we can invest in each other and make it uh, count in a relationship. One of our
0: listeners, Connie, says one of the great ways to get my attention would be bacon.
1: Fresh bacon
0: cooked with a Mountain Dew. I'm
1: not going to do that every time I need to have a conversation. No, because then I'd weigh 4,000
0: pounds. And bacon. Martha doesn't like the smell of bacon in the office. But again, as we try to take every marriage topic and relate it into our workplace, into our daily life, Many of us are struggling in this area. In fact, raise your hand if you are struggling with trying to be more productive instead of more connected. <laughs> that's right. Everybody's raising their hand. We're always trying to find a way to shove more into our schedule instead of to find more ways to be connected.
1: We are. And so that's, I, I'm excited to talk about this and to learn from it and hopefully it will be of help to people.
0: All right, so let's ask Ace this question. Ace? Yes, sir, I'm here. You are involved in a What we would call a dating relationship with a young lady,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: who will go unnamed at this time, unless you'd like to mention it.
2: Well, I mean, we had her on the show, so that's true. Tony, yes, there you go.
0: Okay, the elephant in
1: the room. She's, she know her name. Elephant? No, she's not. (laughs) That's not what I meant.
0: Okay. Okay. So, Ace, do you find yourself when spending time with Tony in a dating relationship? Do you find yourself being more productive, or trying to be more connected?
2: Wow, that's a great question. I I think there's always a mixture of both, I think, um, because I know what ends up happening, especially uh, she's still a student at the University of Tampa, and so she has a lot of studying to do. So she stays home and she's trying to study while spending time with me, and then there are times where I'm with her and i got to prepare for a sermon that's coming up at the end of the Mm -hmm. week. And so I have to sit right next to her, and we're sitting on the couch together just (laughs) on her computers and and working. Um, But there are always those times we still say, okay let's just set that aside for just a second Uh, you know Tony how was your day you know or like what is it that you're working on or or something like that and and when we do that we do find that we do become more connected because we we're still learning more about each other Uh, that's kind of where we're at right now and so there's a little bit of that balancing I think for us
1: that's a really good point because you both have things you need to be accomplishing but you want to spend time together and so learning to be very intentional in asking the questions which we've talked about that a lot on the air too intentional can,
0: that is our keyword for 2017
1: can be a way to get you more connected but I, but I do think in dating don't you think that we're better at connecting than than once life goes on yes a because further? we desperately
0: work yeah. on it. ace i want to thank you for sharing all that but we desperately work all that in when we're dating we're, we're very intentional about connecting and then we get married life seems to take over and that's where we talked last year about our necessity for us to go on Friday night dates to make sure we were being connected. And we did a really good job at that till like August. For a while, yes. And then it dropped off the way. Once we went on vacation, it kind of... We went on a lot of vacations, though. Do we have enough vacation of- days to make up for the Fridays we missed? No. Yes, we did.
1: Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, we did.
0: Yes, we did.
1: <laughs> All right. I'll go with you on that. So You're stuck with me. Good deal. I'm glad.
0: All right. But the working on connectedness, each one of us could use to work on our connected with our spouses, our children, our parents, if they're still around, our neighbors, our small group people. But, you know, family, your spouse should come to first, your kids should come second, your family should come third, and other people should come after that because we you know, friends will come and go, but family, you're stuck with them. So you might as well be connected, right?
1: Stuck with them in a good way.
0: Oh, in a very good way, of course. Yes, I have the most incredible in-laws. Absolutely, as
1: do I. As do I. Well, there's
0: that one. No. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so being fully present, invested in each other, not judged or lay blame. What do you mean by? What is that? What do you mean by that?
1: Well, what the book was talking about was this couple that they brought together, and they asked them how they wanted to figure out how to be more connected, and they said just in the process to not feel like they're being judged for any choices that are not, not like choices, but in how they spend their time, but to just be there for each other. And one of the things that they said resoundingly in their research came back was the fact that couples were saying, we just need to get back to where we're playing tennis together and having fun together. Some of those things, we let life, the craziness of life, steal our joy Well, why don't we let
0: the show end about a minute early. Let's go for that walk we need to go on.
1: Oh, okay. Let's go.
0: Yeah, that would freak Ace out. But it'd be (laughs) fun just to test him. But learning to get back to that enjoying each other's company, which is something we've talked about, that's the whole point is don't stop dating. Right. We need to be dating because that's how we stay connected. But you know what? I'm telling you people, the things that are the worst things ever for relationships, your cell phone, Netflix binging, those are two huge things. Any TV really... It doesn't build up. Or going to the movies doesn't build up a relationship. It gives you a shared experience, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. Does it build connectedness? Well,
1: I think everybody has to choose for themselves what's going to be good for their relationship.
0: Well, this is going to be a fun conversation as we go through this time start marriage thing. But hopefully, before we can come back the next time and talk about this, which will be a few weeks. <laughs> We've done a better job.
1: So go to TimestarvMarriage.com and take your time assessment.
0: All right, as we come to the end of another Our Work for M show, just a challenge. Make this year, 2017, a year where you invest in the relationships that you have all around you. Be intentional. As one of our listeners is their number one resolution, be intentional. That is one of our favorite words: intentionality and vulnerability. Great Christ like qualities. You listen to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, and I, I work, work For Him. him.